0: what yeah now now starting yeah in a world beginning
1: now in a world now occurring that's right yeah season four that's season four excitement you ready Patrick oh yeah you ready for that season four (laughs) (laughs) episode two
0: I think the Echo's going to crack me up, and then just one day it's going to get, like, ten years ago old. Yeah. Uh, that, but might, that might be a long, long way off. You know, we just them. do
1: it every other episode. <laughs> nah, it's all about, it's now, all it's all about when it makes though. sense. Oh, I could pull that down if I put it on this, but instead I put it here. All right, welcome, Patrick.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the 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 safe door closing, on the vault of whatever was playing last on Radio Vegas Star Rocks. Now we're totally gonna open the submarine of learning. We're gonna open that learning
2: submarine. The submarine of learning.
1: Yeah, the submarine of knowledge that I call learning sometimes, because one hmm. happens happening with the other one, you know. One happens happening with the other one, you know. Yeah, sometimes. that's what'll be on my tombstone.
0: Yeah. All uh, right. Let's uh, let's just jump in with some uh, you know this week oh, yeah. this week in meth news. <laughs> apparently there's a lot of that. Don't meth around, kids. Yeah. Uh, all right. So.
1: Oh man, the little camera for you came back like all of a sudden, and oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting it. So we've got like a little. It's like a side view mirror.
0: A little, a little my <laughs> my big head. Yeah. In the way. Nice. I'm not
1: bringing this camera next week. It's oh, depreciated. It. I
2: like it. The- you <laughs> like the little fella? It's like ref cam.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to be hip and like. Multicam switch. Oop! Now that one's not happy. It will be. Don't don't worry about it, everybody. You so broke the it. First news <laughs> right. thing you I would want to say talk we about? could play a
0: guess where this happened, but everyone <laughs> already knows that it happened in Florida, because of course. Um. So, dude. Of course. Dude was arrested after allegedly smoking meth and holding his girlfriend against her will while he attacked their mattress. Oh man. Apparently. They're, you know, whatever, hanging out and he's maybe sitting on the bed. I don't know. Maybe they're getting busy. Who knows? And uh, he said he started to feel the mattress move. So he he started accusing her of cheating on him with the man in the mattress. So he locked both of them in the room and then like took a bed post and just started like gouging the mattress and ripping it open, trying to find the man in the mattress. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Don't mess around. (laughs) Like that's that's.
2: Man, if that's not just a oh man, I was gonna say, are you sure this wasn't like Boulder Highway? <laughs> Do yeah, you have a picture of that dude? Meanwhile, at the Royal Manor. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, he looks. I mean, he looks fairly normal, I guess. Maybe he has like a teardrop tattoo under his eye, but eh. other than that, he looks uh, pretty. It's like a normal dude with a shaved head, I guess. I
2: mean, you know, shaved head, teardrop tattoo—that's kind of standard Floridian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, of course they arrested. Like while he was distracted trying to find the man in the mattress, uh, his girlfriend was able to get out of the room, and then you know they she called the cops or whatever, and they came and got him. But I love this line in the article. Uh, he admitted to smoking methamphetamine early in the day, and deputies found a glass pipe in his possession they believed was used for narcotics. <laughs> like what else is is it gonna come on guys? Like you ain't, like got to put pussyfoot around with the language. Like yeah, of like, course what that's else what it's would that for. Be? Yeah. Like, come on. Just uh that's man, totally Okay, I the think the meth move.
1: I think that I broke the mainstream, but we're still on RadioVegas.rocks, rocks for the record. But I'm restarting OBS for Laws
0: breaking streams. Yeah.
1: But hey, some people get that bonus chunk of news yeah. if you're tuning into RadioVegas.rocks rocks or if you are uh you know on YouTube or or what's that one? YouTube was the one I was trying to remember. Yeah, uh, you that know. That,
0: YouTube. that small time <laughs> uh, mom and pop operation. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so okay, outside so of So check uh, it
1: out. Wait, hold on. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: Check it out. It's totally <laughs> the replacement. You missed one news article, but check it out.
0: It was the best one.
1: Greasy conversation, it's happening again. I've been throwing away the Throwing it away. You get a bonus article if you check out the the broadcast that was on YouTube for RadioVegas.rocks because it's a perfect opportunity to remind you that RadioVegas.rocks has a YouTube channel now too. Just search RadioVegas.rocks, all one word. But don't go there without getting the app. It's a perfect moment to, hey... Remind you the app radiovegas.rocks. Find it in your app store of choice because if you sign up and you register on there, then you can win Aerosmith tickets, but that's not right. just like not wimpy Aerosmith tickets. I'm talking those up close and personal Aerosmith
2: tickets. Yeah, it's like a VIP treatment. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Do you, can you get like pulled up on stage and, and then be in the next music video that's dancing on stage?
1: It's thorough. It's, yeah. uh,
0: Maybe not that quite VIP, but still yeah, VIP. I can't All
1: guarantee right. how much stage dancing you're gonna get. <laughs> Depends. If you if you come with heels, man, <laughs> then then they'll hook you up. Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. We had like a tiny break. I fixed it. Yeah. Sometimes it's the restarting is the answer. Yeah. But that's the thing. It wouldn't be season four if it wasn't like new beginnings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Just like trying hey, to push new things.
1: Brian's yeah. here. Welcome, Brian. Brian Kubman. Your last name is on my screen right now.
0: Okay. So what's our next news? Program? All right. So
1: you can see these news links and dive deep on our art- articles with us. If you go to was and check out this article, it's got these links to it. You can news it up along with us. If you want, I guess I said that.
0: <laughs> All right. So this one more meth news. Oh, yeah,
1: we have like a meth section. This is my least favorite drug, you guys. Yeah, If if you're doing it, try replacing it with literally any other activity. (laughs) Yeah,
2: literally any other activity.
1: Anything would be healthier for you. You could smoke pretty much any fabric you find in your house, and it's going to put safer chemicals in your body. You'll have less long-term damage if you pick the oldest couch cushion. Like the, you know, those wooden chairs and you have those old cushions that used to have a floral pattern and now it's like only floral on the edges. You could smoke that like vinyl and you'd probably have a more beneficial experience to your body. Anyway, going on.
0: Yeah. So a, an elderly couple in Australia, outside of Melbourne. Just received a package.
1: Oh, I want to see a picture of them. Is is there a link?
0: Yeah, they don't have a picture of them. There's just like a generic picture of a bag of giant meth
2: shards.
1: Is this the bottom one?
2: I thought you said giant meth sharks for a minute, and I was really excited and horrified at the same time.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. It's it's like, wow, man, the
2: street sharks just really went downhill after their show got canceled.
1: (laughs) This is the guy you were saying attack the mattress cuz there's people in it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Little tiny he mattress. He kind of looks like a mattress stabber. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: I like the way he's looking off like he's still thinking of those little people. He's still
0: dreaming of them. He's like, well, it's he's, like he's, he's still there.
2: He's kind of giving off that like, you know that long lost look that like yeah. someone like gives into the camera on a soap opera or like <laughs> the person behind them is looking like to the left but they're somehow still having a face to face conversation yeah, they're yeah. not even looking at each other. are like
0: looking past them.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: just like barely past yeah. Yeah, um, so this elderly couple just received a package and opened it, and it was filled with oh, here we go. tiny bags of powder. So since they didn't order anything and receive this package, they called the police, and they determined that it was meth.
1: Yeah, it's like little Superman's home planet.
0: Amazon screwed up. <laughs> yeah, right, so it was 20 kilograms of meth, which is... That's a lot. Yeah, That's it's like 40-something pounds, like 45 pounds or something. And then uh, in a town about 20 miles away, they found this dude uh, who was the sender. And he had another 20 kilograms of meth at the address where he was arrested. Um, so, yeah, he was taken into custody, obviously. Um, but that's a lot of meth to take off the streets. So Yeah, yeah especially,
2: uh, especially in, a, in a country like Australia where, you know, you got a few major cities, but they're kind of spread out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, empty area and just, like, hot, hot, dismal places. Hot, and hot giant mess.
2: spiders. Yeah, surrounded by... Giant spiders and meth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> giant spiders
2: on Giant map. meth spiders.
1: <laughs> One makes you see the other.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
1: If you're bitten by the giant spiders, oh you see meth, too. It's, it's
2: so cool if, you're by a, if you're bitten by a spider who's on meth, Whoa. do you become a superhero or just a tweaker? Super oh, tweaker, super tweaker. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's like a super. By villain. day,
2: he's a weirdo from Henderson, but at <laughs> night he becomes,
1: Matt <laughs> spider.
2: Right.
0: Oh man. All right. So, <laughs> this this guy, you just gotta. All right, let's go to this guy's article. The different different this guy, but a dude who got arrested for possessing magic mushrooms just has a great mugshot. You have to pull this one up, boss. Is
1: this the gravy gravy laptop? No, this
0: isn't gravy. I think it just says this guy in the notes. This guy right here? Yeah, this guy right here.
1: (laughs) This is good. We're starting to get a flow of, like, naming stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Whoa! Right? That's...
1: Oh, no.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> we're we're going to have to zoom out on this one. That
2: is the appropriate reaction to being untrue. <laughs> and being arrested. Uh, well, he
0: has like,
1: a good attitude about it. Wait, hold on, you guys. There you are. <laughs> you you got to experience our reaction before we could even show you. Wow. How do I look, look out? We're going to learn together. Control minus. Guys, control minus. That's your takeaway of the day.
2: <laughs> just, just, just leave him up for the rest of the show. I, I like him there. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's looking upon us with joy. Yeah. You know, just, just, just oh yes. Let him, let him hang out and watch the rest of the show. I, I, I feel like pops. I can
1: relax now. You know, I was yeah. stressing about new things we're trying. I was sweating new camera angles. I was having some issues where you know.
2: Just do shrooms, man. Uh, and now I see
1: this guy, and I'm like, man, I'm not worried about anything anymore. <laughs>
2: I mean, look at that man. He's he's getting
0: arrested, but he doesn't care. He's stoked (laughs) on life. Right. So he was David Kalb. It's happened in Pennsylvania. Uh, He he was outside of his neighbor's apartment loitering, I guess, after he lost his keys. And so the police helped him find his keys or get back into his home. doesn't really specify. Uh, And they found that he was hoarding cannabis, 70 mushrooms specifically, I guess, and jars containing active ingredients to manufacture psychedelic mushrooms. Well, I don't know if you like manufacturing. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's, you kind of let them happen. That's strong. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I don't think that's how strong mushrooms work.
3: That's <laughs>
0: some strong language <laughs> for like <laughs> growing something. Uh, so of course he was arrested and uh, is on bail, but you know, he gave us this gem of a mugshot. This guy just, I <laughs> bet everyone at that precinct was just like so happy after this guy was there. <laughs> He was probably the nicest dude they've oh. ever arrested, man. I made
1: it like disco for everybody. <laughs> dooch, <do-ch, do-ch. laughs> Alright. That was a good time.
0: Yeah, that guy. We're freaking...
1: We're winning today. Behold, take this home with you.
0: <laughs> Alright, so, and some... I guess it's kind of funny, but also not funny news. This, this is the gravy dude.
1: Okay, on to the gravy.
0: Yeah, so, this dude just you know, spilled gravy on his laptop. If some people are want to do, I don't know how you do that, maybe you just overload the KFC oh mashed potatoes. God, he looks
1: like he spilled gravy on his face.
0: <laughs> he looks like he would spill gravy on his laptop, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, he does kind of have that look about him. Like, uh... This looks like the sort of dude who, like, you know, spills gravy onto his laptop and then, like, goes into, like, a drunken rage.
0: <laughs> right, well, instead of a drunken rage, you took it to Best Buy. To get repaired, you know? And just imagine, like, this dude walking into Best Buy with, like, a gravy-soaked laptop. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys fix it? I had a a crazy Thanksgiving party.
1: This, for our audio listeners, just picture the man that most in your life looked like the word gravy. (laughs) Like, when you think about gravy as a concept, you're like, who in my life, who is that uncle that just... Gravy (laughs) was his middle name.
0: Yeah, that's a good description. So anyway... Gravy uh, at all costs. As the Geek Squad employees were uh, working on his computer, they transferred some files to a new device, and they found some child porn on there. And so, of course, called the police, and the, they picked the dude up, and he is now in jail on bond of 50 grand.
2: Oh, oh yeah. He he can stay there forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm cool yeah, with that. Totally.
1: <laughs> you guys, we've got... Uh- child porn crusader theme going on because we've got that spider-man article that you found that says yeah, yeah,
0: perfectly yeah. with this yeah and the meth spiders so yeah
1: so we're taking the spiders we're taking the the pedophile justice That's, can we that just like wrong when wrong can when we just I,
2: like can we just like feed pedos to giant spiders <laughs> i'm okay with that like i'm if there was if there was like legislation on the books for that i would vote for it yeah totally yeah spider torture
1: we've got to feed him someone
0: yeah spiders got to eat man
1: did i move the spider-man guy to the beginning spider-man article come on that's
0: what i'm trying to find too oh wait
1: you know what i'll find it with the right stinger okay
0: yeah so this story i don't know where it uh, takes place in santa catarina but anyway so this dude just shows up in this public location, right, and then this teen—or this is what it, this is what it would look like to an outsider, right? And then this this teenager dressed as Spider Man assaults the guy and starts beating the shit out of him. And then so,
1: kudos please. for finding the news in another language, by the way.
0: Yeah, right. And uh, you know, police come and they they break it up and they find that the the kid dressed as Spider Man. Has like two pocket knives, two uh, collapsible batons, and some other some other uh, you know vigilante paraphernalia, I guess, and other you know. It's like why the hell is this kid dressed as Spider Man attacking this dude? And because the kid had like catfished him and posed as a fourteen year old girl and set up a meetup with this dude at this location, and <laughs> it was like a sting operation. And so, but he saved all the conversations and gave it to the police.
2: Um, and then the cops should hire him.
0: Yeah, right? It's like another uh, Chris Hansen in the making.
2: Chris
1: Hansen, Spider-Man edition.
0: <laughs> Which would be way better, like <laughs> Chris Hansen. Although that show was just classic, man. Although I guess like imagine if it was instead of like Chris Hansen just walks in the room. He's like, all right, have a seat. It's just someone dressed as Spider-Man just runs in and beats the shit out of people. <laughs> I would I would
2: totally watch that show yeah. <laughs>
0: way better show
1: that's a that's a layer that's an angle for it
0: yeah it's even man that show some can, of the shows that used to be on were ridiculous. yeah
1: there's some there's some moves can I take a pause and talk about our guests really quick because Patrick mm-hmm. has a show on the station also that everyone should check out What's the time span of it again?
2: Uh, Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. It's Wednesdays from 6 to 9 Pacific. It's called Pulsar Radio here on RadioVegas.rocks. And basically, it's kind of a uh, deep dive into new alternative punk, indie rock, metal, and hardcore bands where instead of just playing you like a song and then moving on to the next band, I usually will play like a few songs from each band and kind of go into a deep dive in between each song about, you know, what the band's like, if they're coming to town, kind of give you the history of them. I kind of want to make it like, a really cool conversation with someone at a record store in show form. that's a really
1: perfect way of describing what it comes off as too. I discovered a band called a Marionette or a Marionette, or Marionette with an a in yeah. front of it, but all one word. Hope yeah, that helps Marionette, you those guys are awesome. I forgot their name last week. If you are listening to these sequentially and you're still upset that I didn't remember who I was talking about, it was that band i half recommended them last week talking about your show
2: <laughs> i was gonna say that was uh, one of the takeaways if, uh, if any of your listeners want to check out a marionette they're actually going to be playing a free show tomorrow night at 172 inside the rio with the sinfully hip who's another really cool project um but i would definitely recommend checking that show out because a marionette's an awesome live band and they're a local band and i think oh, you sweet. know it's really cool like when you when you spend more time going to local shows, you mm. realize just how much, just the sheer amount of talent there is out here. There's a ton of great bands out there. Yeah, here. there really are. I would say, I, would, I mean, I've, I've toured all over the country in bands and been doing it for a while, and I can honestly say that Vegas has one of the best music scenes in the, wor- in the world in terms of talent.
0: You heard it here, folks, and it's true.
1: Shout we- out to Chris Vax saying we are looking lively. And, yeah. uh, and also...
0: Vex knows what's up.
1: He does. That's the your theme, Vex. That sounds for you. The man the from noise. the future. Vexing.
0: Right.
1: Wow. Chris hey. Vex is from the future. <laughs> Do we have one more, like, appropriately sized article chunk before Quick one? we slide into, dare I say? I won't say it yet.
0: Uh, how about this one? All right, so... <clears throat> I don't know how you guys feel about AirPods, the you know wireless little
2: <laughs> uh,
1: pods. Pods you put area. in
2: your ear. Are those the, the ones, ones that the don't music? have like any sort of cable or anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would be worried about losing them. Yeah, I mean, I go through headphones like on a monthly basis because I'm always leaving. That's why I never buy, I've never bought an expensive pair of headphones in my life. I always buy like the cheap $20 Walgreens skull busters. Yeah, cause yeah, it's like, yeah. cause it's like, you know, if I'm going to lose it within a few weeks, gonna- I might as well just buy the inexpensive version. Yeah.
1: I'm going to end up going to sleep with them in my ears and waking up a day later and one's gone. And then I find it another day later in my poop.
0: No, 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 but this is Cuz uh, I
1: eat stuff I put in my ears in my sleep.
0: So this guy did he fell That's asleep weird, with him. bro. <laughs> he fell asleep yeah, with delicious. him in his ear. And apparently while I was sleeping one popped out and he did swallow it in his sleep. Yes, and, I knew it. Yeah, so he That wakes, was a
1: cold that was a cold guess you guys. Yeah, I so he know. wakes
0: up and it, the best part of the story to me is he tries to find them cuz you can use the find my airpods feature. <laughs> and they they'll beep. <laughs> right? They'll beep. So Marco like, Polo yeah so he's like <laughs> he hears like a faint beeping as he's like searching for it and it's like following him around the room and finally he realizes that the beep is coming from inside the house Oh, Stephen in Graphico. his stomach oh
2: man that's yeah. rough yeah Here's a question I have. So you know they always have they always throw out that statistic out and I'm sure it's on Snopes or something, but that statistic of how many spiders the average person swallows in their sleep. Yeah. They should I want to commission a study of the ratio of AirPods swallowing versus the ratio of spider swallowing because it may give us an edge against the uh against the meth spiders.
0: Oh yeah, good call. Yeah. I'm sure it's much more AirPods are swallowed because I think that spider thing is like
2: bullshit. By now, <laughs> I mean, I would think that if a spider's in your mouth, you'd probably wake up. You'd probably be aware.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people are heavy sleepers, but little creepy crawlies on you, you know? Yeah. On your face, Yeah, Your body's pretty good about reacting. Protein. Yeah, right? That's
1: the thing. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, and I'm not, I'm not really seeing, like, that big of a downfall of these spiders sneaking in and feeding you. I think they're <laughs> little heroes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I mean, there was some issue with this guy, but because the AirPods have, like, a lithium-ion battery, That sounds like a a not
2: good thing to have inside of your human body.
0: (laughs) It normally wouldn't be, but thankfully because they have a pretty nice casing on them that it was protected. And after he passed it, he just cleaned it and popped it right back in his ear and it was good to go.
1: I think we have a solution for neglected elderly people here. Hear me out. Uh, People die every day. Sorry to bring it down.
2: That's depressing.
1: That are old. That like someone's supposed to feed them and no one feeds them. But if you get an infestation of these community helping little spiders, uh, a social worker just lets them free in the home and they breed, they multiply, they start to infest a corner of the living space of this invalid. And they keep trying to go in the in this person's mouth, at which point they're consumed, keeping the person healthy and safe.
2: You want to feed the elderly and poor spiders. Spiders as no, no, no. as government assistance um, Have I you considered a, Have you considered a job in the Republican Party?
1: <laughs> I think you're framing it awfully. What I'm offering to do, I'm framing is, it awfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, hear me out. Well, we, hear me out while I say the same thing over again. What we're going to <laughs> We're going to train the spiders to feed. The spiders are doing the feeding. They're giving their lives even to feed these people. I'm not feeding them spiders. I am trading good, hardy, thick American spiders, thick with two C's, to go in here and feed these people to do the Lord's work.
0: With their selves.
1: That's right. So here's my question. Just like though. Jesus
2: but, but what happens if the spiders end up eating all of the old people, and because they eat the old people, they gain their knowledge, and then they learn you? how to make their own meth?
1: All right. You, Have you I, thought about this? I, the first part of that was <laughs> blasphemous, because the Lord's spiders meant only to fed to, to cause one to be fed could not be the ones fed on the flesh of the of the helpee What? Yeah. <laughs> Blasphemy yeah. Are you quoting scripture? <laughs> <laughs> Spider scripture? Yeah, yes. yeah. All the, all Spider Jesus <laughs> Timothy 2 you guys
0: The Gospel According to Charlotte <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't look up Timothy 2 Probably It's messed be a up. much better book I imagine. I don't
1: agree with Timothy too. If anyone looks it up, I don't. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> I don't believe
0: in it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm very right.
1: anti Timothy 2, for the record. Yeah,
0: specifically that one. All the rest are yeah. know, not so anti, like <sighs> half anti. <laughs> but Timothy 2, man. There's lots of
1: stuff in the Old Testament I'm anti, but
0: <laughs> Timothy the second.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. We're at, we're at that.
4: Oh no! It's time.
5: Yep.
1: I'm so I'm so excited. Are you going to make it happen? Is it time for commercial chug?
5: Yes. Hey, realtors. Are you looking for a new it. or unique way to sell that house or property? <coughs> Bouncing Tiger Studios comes from creator Blaine Childers. How about an idea that you have for a new car or travel commercial? Maybe you're working on a movie that just needs some amazing aerial shots. <coughs> With Bouncing Tiger Studios, you can get those breathtaking aerials, along with some elegant edits with superb direction for that movie, commercial, or real estate property that you're trying to sell. If you can imagine it, they can elevate your production. Shot in 4K. Bouncing Tiger Studios lets you create with limitless possibilities. Bouncing Tiger Studios, they're just getting started. For more information, visit them online at bouncingtigerstudios.co or visit them on Facebook.
1: Ooh. Bounce that tiger. Bounce him.
0: Bounce. Got that roar. Oh.
5: Hey, Mario. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Uh, who are we waiting on again? Damn. Oh, really? So we can hear him talk about
4: getting naked again. Guys, guys, you wouldn't believe the amazing weekend I had this weekend. You got naked. Yeah, I went out
5: on this date with this chick. All of a sudden, we went to the movies, and then all of a sudden, guess what?
4: You got naked.
5: Yeah. And then the next day, look at the French braid in my hair. I went to my niece's birthday party, and guess what happened after that?
4: You got naked.
5: Yeah. And then, oddly oddly enough, the next day I was playing bridge with my mom and her friends, and then right after that, guess what happened? You You got got naked. naked. Yeah. How did you guys know this? You know what? (laughs) Tell you the truth, I'm actually kind of feeling hungry right now. What do you guys? we get naked why do you want to get naked to eat
4: again oh that's
5: so weird who said anything about getting naked i want to get pizza
4: visit nakedcitylv.com for the location nearest you please wear pants
1: wear those pants put those pants back on
4: (laughs) (laughs) there's big news coming out of vegas your friends from radiovegas.rocks wants to give one lucky listener a chance to win two vip tickets with airfare and three days two night stay to see one of the greatest bands It's the hottest residency in Vegas. We're talking about Aerosmith. All you got to do is download the free RadioVegas.rocks app and register to win. All information can be found at www.RadioVegas.rocks. One lucky winner will get two VIP seats on stage. That's right, on stage to see Aerosmith live. November 21st in Las Vegas at the Park MGM. Aerosmith and RadioVegas.rocks.
1: It's real. If you're tuning that out, listen back up because all you have to do is get the app. And then there's a you register your email address, name, and phone number. We'll only use the phone number to let you know you won. And that's all you have to do to make sure that you could possibly be one of the folks that gets to have Steven Tyler's sweat flung at you.
2: I'm legit super excited for this contest. I mean, yeah, it's the biggest
1: thing we've ever done contest wise. We've given away all these magician stuff and all this stuff before.
2: Yeah, know I'm really excited, especially because, like, I mean, especially being just a fan of the band growing up as a kid. I mean, the first cassette I ever bought was "Pump" by Aerosmith, so I'm super Thanks. excited for this. Sweet,
1: hell yeah! Welcome back. You're listening to the Greasy Conversation Talk Show. It's on Radio Vegas. Rocks. Mention Radio Vegas. Rocks to all of our sponsors for magical things to happen.
0: All right, this one. Uh oh. Yeah. So. Two clients of a spa that offered vampire facials Uh. are diagnosed with HIV. First of all, I didn't know what vampire facials were outside of uh, my normal round of, you know, fetish porn that I'm into. But uh, apparently they take plasma from your own body and then inject it into your face. For what reason? I have no idea.
2: Is it supposed to like be skin rejuvenating, like Botox or something, or?
0: I guess probably. I mean, but it was popularized by none other than Kim Kardashian. Okay, you hear in- me
1: out. This picture, we could totally just put tomato sauce on someone's face, like anesthetize them, wake them up, tomato sauce in the face, vampire facial. They wouldn't know the difference. Look at this.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like, what? sounds like a pretty good racket. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: You didn't like, hear it from me.
0: Yeah, just catch up. <laughs> but like, what? It's one of those weird, like, health thing. There's all kinds of weird. Just
2: like the same people who do get this crap done of themselves are the same people who are terrified to get a flu shot, which yeah, kind right. of blows my mind. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're like, or this measles. is healthy.
1: We've yeah. got that measles outbreak. Man, heads up! If you've been wondering why everyone has measles now, it's because of the not vaccinating for it. It's like one of the most tested medical things that's had the most studies done on it and the most uh like people that have not gotten sick from it it's like one of the safest things you can do to your body vaccinate vaccinate for measles
2: vaccinate your spawn it's true
1: vaccinate everything around you yeah there's your freaking pets too
0: yeah and there is a very like small like small percentage of people that have adverse reactions but that's why it's beneficial for everyone To get vaccines because then it contributes to herd immunity so those people who are like immunocompromised or anything like that um but no the whole anti-vaccine thing like one of the main arguments for it is that like it's a racket or so that like they're paid off by big pharma but actually like vaccines are the least profitable thing that doctor's offices do oftentimes
2: so it's very weird well, I mean, if you're vaccinating someone, you're essentially cutting out your profit window because you're basically preventing them from getting a disease that, you would yeah, then, that right. they would but then have treat- to come, come see you and pay to get treated. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's funny because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm no fan of big pharma, but, I mean, you compare it to, like, you know, the polio vaccine. When the guy who invented the polio vaccine had the chance to patent it, he didn't because he wanted everyone to have access to it. Yeah, totally. It, was, it wasn't something he felt comfortable just trying to make money on. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you... Also, have the people that can't get the vaccine or are allergic or something like that. Yeah, they're put at unnecessary risk because they have to live around all these other people that could vaccinate themselves and don't. So they end up carriers I, the yeah, people totally. that don't have the option.
2: I've got a feeling that the end game to this, unfortunately, is probably going to be that eventually it's just going to be made mandatory. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it should. I <laughs> well, don't know. it's
1: hard to make it mandatory, mandatory, mandatory to to inject people. But I mean, uh, and it's also spooky when you put it in the water, which was the next thing I was gonna say. And we can't put stuff in milk anymore like we did with vitamin D, because no one no one fucks with milk anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Milk's over. Unless it's the milk of some tree bark. Milk's fucking lame. Milk is so over. No, milk? not hating, but I mean, no, dude, come on, like, what are you doing without milk, milk anymore? Too gross. <laughs> get, get that shit out of here! You doing that?
2: I just don't understand. I, I agree with Lewis Black. I don't understand why they call it soy milk. It's soy juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here's why. It's almond juice. <laughs> I got to argue with Lewis Black juice. here.
1: You can't make uh, ice cream with juice. You can make ice cream with soy milk. You can make it with nut milk. You can do everything you can do with a creamery. So in that case, it really is a milk. Uh, proxy. It's performing the role of milk. It's not performing like a juice roll. You're not gonna make a tart with... There's no almond... Show me some almond tart, right? I don't know. I'm getting zesty on that. Sorry. (laughs) Getting zesty. (laughs) I'm getting riled up over nothing. You're getting riled up over almond milk? (laughs) Show me some almond tart. Get
2: that out of here. God, you're such a millennial getting riled up over almond milk.
1: What are you going to do? Make a boule beige? (laughs) Boule boule beige? That's what it is. Boule boule,
2: boule beige? Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that almond milk is not an ingredient in bouillabaisse. Bays. I think you just triggered like the entire cu- the entire country yeah. of France right now. That's my
1: point. That's how offended I am by saying that almond milk is more like an almond juice. Might as well call it like a like an almond roux. <laughs> what is this? Almond roux? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not allowing you anywhere egg.
2: near my kitchen. Like, <laughs> if there was like a culinary restraining order, I'd file for one.
1: I'm using the right words, right?
2: Oh, man. You guys, Zipfizz, though. Cheers to Zipfizz. Zipfizz is awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm uh, legally obligated to inform you that they're a sponsor, but they're in my body right now because they're yummy and I'm all peppy and excited.
0: It is delicious. And I'm having and a energizing. no drinking
1: episode. Yeah. It was hard. Neither of us are drinking this episode. We should celebrate that. Because by, it's, drinking. It's, <laughs> by drinking Zipfizz. But that is hard. It's like such a social lubricant. Yeah. yeah. For us right now, the dogs seem loud, but they're not loud on the microphone. No. And they're and they're loud with love.
3: Yeah,
0: it was yeah. kind of dog loud.
1: <laughs> but they're worth it. Hey, Bobby! Shout out to Bobby Massey. That's why they're so excited, dude. The dogs were making that sound that they only make for you, Bobby. I was like, is Bobby here? They're making that Bobby sound.
5: That effect on canines and, and, and certain women with goatees. Women with <laughs>
1: goatees, he says, cause that. <laughs> All righty. And, I, and
5: I treat them like dogs and I hit them with a newspaper <laughs> throw a treat across the
1: room and they run across the room yeah. I, I always get consent before I hit women with newspapers but I get it, I get it every time so they have a goatee, I got what it.
3: the hell did I, I agree, agree to <laughs> chances are they could knock me out if I don't get that
2: first shot
1: yeah your goatee women can knock a person out for sure oh, well Las Vegas like, that's where you, you come here like, for if
2: an NFL linebacker
5: about to hit you you hit them first okay
1: okay thank you bobby (laughs) no i appreciate it don't sue us anybody (laughs) i don't think he said anything libelous
0: i don't know okay you guys all right
1: dodged a bullet there
0: all right (laughs) i don't know if anyone's seen uh avengers endgame yet i haven't i
2: probably won't for like until it's on netflix or whatever
1: only spoilers i've just been lapping up the spoilers i'm just kidding
2: i saw it i saw it last thursday i really enjoyed it and i will fully admit that's coming from someone who hasn't really been like emotionally invested in the marvel movies the way a lot of my friends are yeah yeah. i mean it's like i'll go i've gone to see like certain characters i like like if a guardians movie comes out i'll see it or like you know captain marvel i was excited for or black panther but like i mean my whole thing was like you know I saw the first Iron Man movie. I didn't really have a major desire to see the second or third. I saw the first Captain America. Didn't really have a huge desire to see the second or third, although they both ended up being really good. Um, yeah. But, I mean, so I went into this last film and I, I mean, I, I you know, read enough spoilers from the films I hadn't seen to kind of, you know, be able to follow everything. And I was really blown away. It was fantastic. Um, I mean, I completely you know what what marvel has done and what you know with disney with this has been really amazing because you know the fact that they've been able to make you know 23 films over the course of essentially a little over a decade mm-hmm. and have them all be consistently good to great with that kind of you know turnaround time is phenomenal to me i think that's awesome yeah yeah for sure
1: it's definitely an enterprise i feel like that's beyond just a genre of movies now to like its own little economy Like, almost there should be like different movie theaters for movies that are like a hundredth of that budget that are worth making too. And like, we should charge like a smaller amount of ticket price dollars. You see that a lot in like sub economy. That'd be cool.
2: You see that a lot in uh, certain uh, major markets. Like, you know, if you go to like LA or New York or Seattle, you'll see. You know, you'll have those little boutique theaters that maybe show cool indie films. When I was living in L.A. working at the Viper Room, there are a couple of theaters in my neighborhood that I used to go to specifically for that because they'd bring in a cool anime film that wasn't going to get a mainstream release for like a week. So I'd have a chance to go check it out or something. And I really, really enjoyed that. It's I think it's a lot harder to do that in, you know, any sort of suburban market just because you're essentially dealing with, you know, people who want, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, there's a reason why, why, you know, Endgame is on 5,000 screens and, you know, a lot of art films are on, like, five or six is because yeah, that's yeah. just where the demand is.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, about this Endgame, there has been a, a few stories about the, the spoilers causing some issues. And yeah. This, <laughs> to say the least. So, in this instance, at a uh, Domino's Pizza, apparently one guy spoiled... Uh, or started just talking about some spoilers of the movie and his his uh <laughs> uh co employ what whatever. <laughs> co worker? Yeah, co worker. That's the word co worker. Yeah, there's some spoiler uh, violence, right? Yeah, and so his co worker just like beat the shit out of him because <laughs> he spoiled endgame. So, you know, always be wary that some people can't handle and don't want to hear spoilers.
2: Yeah, I think um you know, to me it's just There's that certain segment of the population that just likes to be dicks for no real reason other than to get a rise out of people. And I mean, like to me, it's like my attitude on that sort of thing is, you know, do I think the person should have been physically assaulted? No. But at the same time, it's like at the same time, it's like you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah,
0: for sure. Like, if you're trying to push people's buttons, like, don't be surprised when someone doesn't handle the button pushing all that well. I'm anymore. honestly I'm
2: honestly just glad that, like, I mean, I know there was that one incident overseas at a theater, I think. But mm. I'm really glad there hasn't been, like, a major incident of, like, someone yelling out spoilers in the theater and then getting jumped or something. Because that I was kind of scared <laughs> with this film that might happen.
0: Yeah. Well, like wasn't there there, was, was, there was
2: another one where, like,
0: a guy was outside of the theater and was, like, shouting spoilers or something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he got beat up. Pretty bad, I guess. I almost
2: wonder with some of the people who do that, if maybe their thinking is, okay, well, if I do this, A, I'm going to be internet famous, and B, maybe I can sue someone and make some money out of it.
0: Yeah, maybe. I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, just don't, don't be a dick in general. Pretty much. And I mean... You know, spoilers are out there on the internet. If people want to find them, it's free and speech,
1: bro. It's free speech. Oh god! Yeah, I mean, at it's the end of the day, the if you really, you.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, if you really want spoilers on any film or book or any sort of entertainment thing, you just wait till it comes out and then go on Wikipedia and look at it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'll fully admit there there've been times, honestly, where I've looked at like not the full like synopsis of a film, but I'll look at the Wikipedia entry just get a little more information because. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you're by the time you're done, you know, spending the time to get to the theater that the money to get in, you know, the money for snacks and stuff and then the money to get back, you know, it's I mean, for and especially if you're taking, you know, a family or taking a group, I mean, expensive now, Yeah. yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, I understand why most people just stay home and watch Netflix or Redbox because at a certain point it becomes unaffordable, especially when. At the end of the day, most of the movies that are coming out now are pretty much just big blockbusters. You're not really getting a big variety. But at the same time, if those are the movies that are making money, I can't really blame the studios for pumping them out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And people with a cheap TV have a gorgeous experience still. And so many movies, you don't really need to see that much up close and special for it to be like an experience.
2: I think the theater business as a whole really hasn't kept up with technology, not in the sense of not making the theater experience more enjoyable, because it definitely is way more enjoyable than it used to be now. But it should
1: get more affordable, too, if it's advanced this much.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, the problem is, you know, they had to, you know, to get people to go to the theaters, they had to spend all this money to really revamp the experience of, you know, with the IMAX screens and the stadium seating and the assigned seating and everything. But at the same time, you know, they're doing all of this opposite of a world where now, you know, if you wanna watch a movie, you can pretty much just go onto a computer, type, watch, insert movie title here, free, and, you know, probably and pull find it up. some bootleg, yeah. Yeah, and, and that sucks, and I hate it, but, at the same time you know and the thing is it's it's tough on the on the theaters too because the theaters don't really make much money from the actual films themselves i mean when 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 i hear people complain about movie ticket prices and they like oh the greedy theaters i'm like it's not the theaters man they maybe make like i mean some theaters make 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 pennies on the dollar on some of these ticket sales most of the time where they're making their money is concessions like concessions are so much
1: for sure The, the studios charge so much to even put it in the in your theater That's a deal. I can't even
2: imagine what the licensing fee on a film like Endgame would be. It's got to be ridiculous. Yeah,
0: totally.
1: I want to touch once more on what you said about entertainment in the home being so much more of a thing and people not leaving their houses as much because I think there's a tip there to independent creators, not just indie bands but people that are trying to get their work out there that's in the performance category. Uh, I'm not saying to stop playing at bars or playing at coffee shops or photo galleries. In fact, expand the kind of cool little places you can play in, play in a unique friend's backyard, play in a business that's opening up that your friend works at, but uh, grab your phone, put a good mic on it, uh, burn $100 on a good mic for your phone, or at least burn uh, $30 on a clip and a tripod for your phone. Get on the Wi-Fi at that venue and uh, give uh, make your performance immortal. Make your performance something that, that can sit on a server and be enjoyed by people uh, weeks or years from now uh, that couldn't be there, and it's even more special for the people that do come then.
2: Absolutely. And I think engagement is a big thing. I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I think gets lost sometimes in translation with social media is that it's not enough to just throw the same message out over and over and over again and just hope that people are going to catch on to it. You really have to have a certain level of engagement, whether you're an artist or, you know, or a business or anything, you really have to have that, you know, you need to have that personal interaction because, that's the whole root of social media is to have those kind of personal one-on-one interactions. Yeah, yes, totally. you're yes you're behind a computer screen and a keyboard, but you're still feeling like you're having a one-on-one conversation with someone or a discussion with someone. If you feel like you're not having that and it just feels like it's a computer talking at you that connection goes away and it's i think it's very easy for bands and venues to fall into that trap of oh well all we need to do is just set a bot to make x amount of posts per day on social media and we're all set and that's really just not enough that's only a part of the whole equation yeah, yeah for sure
1: totally and I, I feel like that's uh kind of a cop out for doing what social media at least they're they're like Seeing just a box to fill in. They're just seeing a square in a magazine to put their to yell their pitch on. Instead of seeing humans interacting with each other where a cold corporate uh drop is like signage on the street that you just ignore. Whereas if they posted clips of the entertainment going on and say, Check it out, this happened last night um you can see the whole performance here we bought a 60 dollars camera and hung it on a rafter and stream all our, our stuff at our venue now little things like that
3: yeah if i
2: ever like, had a club it's of- easier than
1: having a copywriter on fiverr write you bullshit copy
2: yeah seriously i mean like i uh i mean if i ever open up a club of my own down the line i would absolutely have it set up where we could you know live stream certain performances i mean some some acts aren't going to be okay with that but some yeah, are and then you know sure. also have it set up where you know I would have it where you know we'd have like a, a video of a song from one of the bands you know yeah like a human takes online, a clip you know. and
1: picks it, posts it like an actual yeah that's that's human enjoying something yeah
2: i mean the thing is you a lot of, and also people don't go out as much so you have to really be able to show people yeah, not just promise people but show them that they're going to have a good time if they choose to go out to your place yeah for, for sure. sure and i think a lot or to your band show or to see your exhibit and i think a lot of artists don't really, I think a lot of artists and a lot of businesses especially don't get that. They kind of have the attitude of, well, I made this thing. It's really cool. So you should just like it.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of blaming the algorithm that I bump into from a lot of people that are upset that all their followers don't see everything they post. When I say like, okay, how many things do you like? And how long do you scroll through all the things that you like? You scroll through like your handful of family and maybe catch a couple of the dozens of pages you likes posts. And uh, it's Uh, if you're just posting and one of your posts doesn't get a lot of people's attention and you're not willing to throw Facebook like $3 to boost it, which isn't that big a deal compared to what like things like reverb nation would charge. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean,
2: uh, that's, I mean, and the thing is, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I pay for advertising every month on Facebook and Instagram and I find it kind of annoying. I mean, I think it's annoying that I'm having to pay to advertise to people that already are on my list and already are subscribing to me. But at the same time, you know, It's realistic knowing how
1: few things that they like that they're going to get notifications from in their day, how, how how much their attention span is for things they like. Yeah.
2: I mean, your average person spends, you know, X amount of time, you know, per day, you know, scrolling on their phone, they're usually doing it while they're bored and distracted. Mm. They're not doing it because they're specifically trying to seek something out.
1: But they're pre-qualified too. It's someone that already liked you that's then seeing that ad, so it's like not something unsolicited either. It's just prioritized. Exactly. You're just paying to prioritize something. It also makes you pay attention to the quality of your post too. You're just throwing money away on your baloney reminders. As opposed to like a real solid, like this is a cool thing that you were already liking.
2: That is one thing about Facebook that I do like. I do like that. They will tell you outright exactly. if, if something, if something is performing better or something's getting a more visceral reaction, a more visible organic reaction, because that, that way you kind of know, okay, maybe this is something I should pump five or 10 bucks into advertising. Thank you. Yeah, Cause yeah. that's a
1: huge tip going to this because when I posted the, the posts that were more advertisement and thick with stuff, I wanted everyone to know those were a waste of money and got a tenth. Of as many uh, interactions as a post that people already liked that was already like a good audio clip or a, a clip of a show something that people are already liking and valuing I boost that and it trickles down They, if they care enough to like that thing I boosted because I actually gave them a nugget of candy um, then they're going to care enough to look at the other stuff that I posted links to nearby anyway I got to trust people to be smart enough that they'll find the stuff I want them to find if I, if I give them candy first and boost the candy Boost the candy. Oh, man. We've got some thick news in the, a commercial uh, on the horizon. Do you have one that you're I still I do have one? a quick one, yeah. Okay. So
0: I don't know if anyone saw, but the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, uh, it's pretty silly. Oh,
1: no. I want to show the, the two Sonic.
0: Yeah. And so a lot of people are complaining about the the Sonic design because it does look pretty strange um, and not like a classic Sonic, you know, they tried to like humanize them and make them like some weird
2: little hedgehog and a human hybrid. Yeah, it's thing. like it's almost like they kind oh, of the teeth. Yeah, it's like it's like they, they went the 90s Super Mario Brothers route of trying to make things look more realistic, but just made them more nightmarish. Yeah, yeah. And it's got this weird like kind of like uncanny valley feeling of like you look at it and you're just like this doesn't look right. Yeah, yeah, totally. So. I want to
1: know what you guys think of the fix, though. So um, I love before the fix. It and looks after. cool.
2: Yeah. And
0: this was just some other guy who like redesigned it and was like, and that looks like more of a oh, really?
1: That's not official.
2: Yeah. No, yeah that's yeah. a fan made one. Yeah. Okay.
1: This fan made one has it figured out cause he's got stick legs. His head is way oversized, like bigger than his body, like a proper cartoon. Whereas this original one has this awkward, almost, uh, yeah, one they, of those calves. Does he have yeah, calves? Yeah. It's like, what in, is in, this?
2: He's got cankles? Yeah.
1: It just awkwardly looks like a person in a suit, and the eyes are creepy. It just, it's not. Yeah, the
2: the eyes are the thing I think bother me more than anything because, like, I know people are saying, well, what do you want him to have? That weird, like, Cyclops look? But here's the thing if you look at his eyes in the fan made one, in the one where he's like looking into the camera, not this shot, Mm. you know, he doesn't look threatening. He looks like a kid's character. He looks on model. Yeah. The one on the left looks like, you know, something just, it, it 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 looks
1: like the bad fan art. It's really off model. And
2: and also I feel like, you know, not trying to go off on a huge rant here, but the thing I found myself thinking about with this was, I was like, all right, how many people or How many friends do you have with kids? Like young kids who still play or care about Sonic games? Yeah, it's not it's not kids or tweens playing these games. It's guys our age Good playing point. these games say, and, and I mean, buying the own new own games. My so age. my thought was, okay, if you know that your audience is not kids, which Ninja the Ninja Turtle movies could get away with that because their demographic really was kids because the show kept cycling through with new versions. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't you know thirty year olds paying to see the new Ninja Turtles movies. It was thirty year olds taking their kids to see the Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. With the Sonic movie there's no real incentive to bring kids to this because kids nowadays don't play Sonic. So basically your only real market is your Gen X, Gen Y, millennial kids, and why would you not give them what they grew up on? If you, They're the exact sort of audience that's going to shit all over something like this if it isn't what they want.
0: Yeah, totally. And they did. Oh, and uh, Yeah, because you can't give a cartoon human
1: proportions and not have it really creepy. And
0: they did say they are going to change the Sonic design before it's released, <laughs> so people bitched enough that they're like all right we fucked up and like
2: well i mean they spent 85 million dollars on this movie yeah. and i mean the thing is the movie comes out in november and basically has been turned into a meme now so they ha- they don't have a choice they got to fix it render yeah. it
1: again just render it again yep. change these dimensions just throw it through the, the meat grinder one more time i just and
2: like and like the, the teeth what the <laughs> fuck?
0: yeah yeah the teeth, <laughs> it's dude. like
2: it's like it, it looks like he has dentures it's so weird
0: <laughs> yeah and it's already oh, spawned God. like The Jim Carrey carrying the the movie memes, which is which pretty (laughs) great. And
2: and to be fair with you, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, he was funny in the trailer, but my immediate reaction was I was like, okay, it's Jim Carrey as 1995 Jim Carrey yeah, with a mustache. Like, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's probably going to be the best part of the film the same way that Dennis Hopper was the best part of the Mario Brothers movie because he looked at it and was like, well, this is a piece of crap. I'm going to have fun. (laughs) Yeah.
1: This picture is so fun to run into right now. Uh, Good or bad, that I just feel like it's making my day. Hey, can I bring up one more before we go into the commercial chug? Yeah, yeah. That um, some might want to linger on this one, but I have one major point to make. And I also would like to point out with this one that it's another one that was also featured on Rogan. Like three of the news articles you brought up uh, and put in our thing, after they're already in our thing, I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with... um, Oh, it's like the second to last one. Like, Jamie brought up three of these, like, in a row. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. uh, But to our credit, I have to say, brag, and I want you all to share this greasy conversation, joy, with your friends and neighbors because of what I'm about to brag to you about. But two episodes ago, we brought up, like, two news articles that were then uh, brought up on Joe Rogan, but, like, a week early. Like, we totally scooped him. We scooped Rogan, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Scooped him.
0: If anyone, all right, before the. uh, If you want to be a
1: a Rogan scooper with us, then join Greasy Conversation. And also the Two Clueless Dudes talk show right after ours also is joining our format of pure, luscious, stimulating talk. But like that juicy talk that's like going to scoop folks. So be a scooper with us and tell your friends.
0: All right. And if anyone if anyone wants some nightmare fuel, you should check out some Sonic fanfic. Oh God, no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. You guys already know the face that launched a thousand furries. Yeah.
1: Oh boy.
2: Oh man. So
1: on that note, I'm talking about the spy whale. You might have heard about a whale accused of spying for Russia that was found off the coast of Norway. But check it out. So some think that there might be like a listening device that was attached to this whale at one point. The whale was found just with a harness. Some think that the whale was trained by Russia to go to a boat and then the the payload would detonate when the whale found a boat it was trained to find. The, the whale was tugging at stuff on the boat. The whale came to them like they had candy and was biting at ropes on the outside of the boat. Like this, So this whale was trained... To go for boats and go for people. But here's what I find suspicious, and this is something that I think is gonna drop on this in the future. Uh if you take a look at this uh whale's harness, they show a close up picture of the harness and it says uh Saint Petersburg on it. It's like whale harnesses of St. Peter okay.
0: Equipment of St. Petersburg. Equipment
1: St. Petersburg. But not only does it say this in English, not in Russian. But look at this font. This is like a sans-serif font. It's not like a serif font like China uses when they do English. This is like a font we use in America.
2: This looks like <laughs> the one plastic. Of, this looks like one of the lamest attempts at like a fake news story that I've ever seen. Right. But it's like someone was like, I'm just gonna troll the crap out of the news by like coming up with this conspiracy theory.
1: Yeah. Doesn't this seem like a, a false flag to the max?
2: Totally. I mean, like, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, yeah. Does does Russia
1: make so many whale harnesses that they want to make sure that they're accessible to a worldwide market? And so they have only English in their Russian whale harness logo. And this (laughs) harness looks like it was made for harnessing shit to whales and that seems like an american company america is the kind of economy that you can open up your whale harness business at you know what i'm saying you can have weddings only cupcakes you can have whale harnesses
2: seems like a very niche market yeah Yeah.
1: this this harness is american as fuck you guys look out
2: yeah i was gonna say it's like maybe maybe this is like saint petersburg florida declaring (laughs) their intention to defect to st petersburg russia yeah this is a
1: florida whale harness and this was probably a research whale and that stuff's not documented with norway norway doesn't know what our whale researchers are doing yeah whales get around and i really don't think russia is so evil that they're plant that they're like training whales to blow up stuff they've got missiles that are like they've got some good missiles you guys i'm not gonna like fear monger here That they're way better than some shit strapped to a whale.
2: Training whales to blow up shit totally sounds like something that a meth head in Florida would think was a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, that's way more probable.
1: Or or like an American uh, government agent that's very bald would say, no offense to bald people. (laughs) This person's bald due to evil. That would come up with this like... uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like the whale's a plant. Like we Americans put this whale out there with Russian stuff on it, so that Norway would find it and blame Russia. That's a little bit more <laughs> less likely than this is just an American research whale. Yeah. So whatever whatever thing that controls the weather was strapped to this whale. We'll never know.
0: All right. Is it about
5: that time? It's about that time
1: for commercial jug?
5: All right, listen up, Radio Vegas. Rocks listeners. I want to tell you about Brother's Pizza. Brother's Pizza is located at 7575 South Rainbow. They are awesome. They're the home of the 30-inch pizza. That's right, 30 inches. You've got to see this thing. It's enormous. Every Tuesday is wing night. You get 50-cent wings every Tuesday at Brother's Pizza. 7575 south rainbow they've got all kinds of great deals like the 16-inch one topping pickup special for $7.99 what i like about them is they're open late sunday through thursday they're open till 1 a.m friday and saturday open till 3 a.m you gotta love that about a pizza place here in las vegas and they do deliveries as well they are in a fantastic place you gotta go visit them 75 75 south rainbow let them know you heard about it on radiovegas.rocks they are fantastic go there Check them out now. Maybe I'll meet you there.
1: The app, download the app. This is the time when I remind you that Radio Vegas has an app and you should download it.
2: Hey, have you guys ever heard about HempWorks? i have it's the highest quality hemp derived cbd oil you can get they have 11 incredible hemp derived cbd products in the hemp Works brand the products consist of six tinctures three topicals and two pet products which all utilize co2 extracted hemp oil grown in kentucky that's the good stuff there's a 60 day money back guarantee so it's totally risk free if you don't like it money back guaranteed Contact Heather B. Centers on Facebook or Happy Healthy Family5 at gmail.com and get your hemp work CBD oil today.
1: CBD, get all the C B D, put it on your pets. When you rub pets on, on your C B D. On
2: your pets or on your pets? You have a pile of <laughs> CBD
1: uh, in on your dresser drawer, uh, dresser, the top of your dresser counter thing. Just like Scarface style, like powdered CBD, and you just dip your pets in it, and they live forever. Right? <laughs> That's
0: how we do it. That's yeah, it's gonna totally. That's going to get it done, you guys. It's a real thing. Make your pets live
4: forever. There's big news coming out of Vegas. Your friends from RadioVegas.rocks wants to give one lucky listener a chance to win two VIP tickets with airfare and three days, two nights stay to see one of the greatest bands. It's the hottest residency in Vegas. We're talking about Aerosmith! <laughs> All you gotta do is download the free RadioVegas.rocks app and register to win. All information can be found at www.radiovegas.rocks. One lucky winner will get two VIP seats on stage. That's right, on stage to see Aerosmith live, November twenty-first in Las Vegas at the Park MGM. Aerosmith and Radio Vegas dad rocks. Yeah, it's probably
1: like my favorite Smith. Easily, you guys, yeah. Easily. Even Definitely more notorious than Joseph Smith, it's Aerosmith.
0: <laughs> That's sweet is not my no favorite offense. Smith. No, no, I'm no, not some like offense. Comparing the two. Some offense.
1: Tiny amount.
0: All right. So, good news for us here in Las Vegas. They the city council voted in favor of pot lounges. So now we can have lounges where you can purchase weed and smoke it at the same location That's if you want to do.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah, it's great no i mean it's a it honestly to me is a no-brainer it's something that we should have been implementing right when it was legalized i mean i understand why they wanted to wait a little bit longer just to kind of you know feel things out for the first couple years because admittedly it's kind of a wild west situation right now with with just as a whole with it but um i think it's a great idea and the only thing with what i'm interested is um i'm interested to see if it's going to be a situation where they're not allowed to like serve alcohol, but maybe they're allowed to serve food or have live music. Because to me, if you had a live music venue where you were also allowed to buy and smoke, that to me would be like a license to print money.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they're not allowed to sell alcohol um, at the same location. Which I guess I mean that's yeah. I actually I think that's a good that. idea. I yeah. can totally
2: understand that. You don't want people. You don't want a bunch of crossfaded people trying to get out of yeah because you to could yeah
1: crossfaded people. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
2: because
0: that just sneaks up on you. You're like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, and then like, just nope, one took too many, and you're just <laughs>
2: you're done. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, like, I could I could hang with it in my 20s and my 30s. I can't. I no, mean, nah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm I got like, I got to pick one or the other. I mean, I could do like a
0: couple beers, or, like a couple, but I don't I don't do much of either, or like in, in nearly as large quantities as I used to. see so. and, that's,
2: and that's kind of also the thing, too. I think a lot of times, like, you know, when you hear people who are super anti-pot locally talk about it, you know, they have this idea in their head that it's like, you know, just, you know, scurvy scalawags who do nothing but smoke weed all day. And I'm like, your neighbors probably smoke weed. Like, I mean, when you go to a dispensary to buy, it's, you know, you're seeing like regular normal people. It's yeah, not, yeah. like this whole, this whole image of like pot users being like, you know, criminals and degenerates is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. There's still a lot of like reefer badness. Propaganda that still persists amazingly <laughs> uh, and I mean i you know it's just from years of everyone like would like dare and all that shit, and we've been told forever that it's the gateway drug and all this stuff, but turns out it's uh not that bad, and I'm surprised like more states haven't jumped on it because it's just like makes the
2: states hell of money <laughs> see that's the thing i kind of i I was always very cynical about it, I mean, I remember like talking to like you know advocates for it and saying. People aren't going to change their hearts and minds about this. They're going to change their mind when they realize they're leaving money on the table. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean,
1: yeah, it's a gateway. It's a gateway to re- gateway to recovery. <laughs> it's a gateway drug to like getting off of other drugs. I don't know, I made that point good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. So maybe he did. But yeah, pot lounges, y'all. I still don't know oh, if I go, go to one because I just, was all I just like, showing
1: some ad for wallets. Like, look at these pot lounges, you guys. They're inside these wallets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look at I'm, these pot lounges about to empty your wallets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Learning and growing, you I guys. don't know. I
0: probably still wouldn't go to one because I'm just like lazy well, you, like that. I have
1: one in my house already. Yeah, exactly. But I want to. book of, like, shows like, for hookah. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that
0: would be like something like that would be cool. But get I just that get that lounge kind of feel. I get totally. too much anxiety and stuff,
2: so I just ha- I have to stay home.
0: That's understandable,
2: can, and especially you know when you're in an environment where. A lot of people are imbibing on anything, you know, it it, it can get really uncomfortable really fast, especially if the vibe is off. And that is one thing that I think, you know, one thing that's going to be interesting to see with the pot lounges is, you know, I don't think you're going to see this kind of, you know, how like when you go to a dispensary, most of the dispensaries in town, it's kind of a somewhat identical experience in terms of the look and the layout. It's very very streamlined, you know, you kind of feel like you're walking into the Apple store. I'm yeah. curious to see if the dispensaries, the pot lounges are going to be the same. If it's going to be kind of a, almost like, you know, the equivalent of like stoner Dotties where you walk in and it's like one of like, you know, 50 places around town that all kind of look alike. Yeah, or if yeah. each one's going to have kind of its own unique feel. I mean, to me, that makes a lot more sense because not every pot smoker is the same. There are pot smokers who listen to rock music. There are pot smokers who listen to hip hop. There are pot smokers who don't care about music and just want to play Dungeons and Dragons all day. So I think yeah, having yeah. different kinds of pot lounges to yeah. appeal to different kinds of demographics or even like just would, would be really smart. So I'm yeah, really excited s- to see what different people come up with. On I could that.
0: see like a board game pot lounge. Something like that. be some like board oh, yeah, game totally. bars and stuff yeah.
2: that, oh, that do pretty decent.
1: I'm really into that idea, but you guys. That that's would be, a, be
2: really, really this. fun. Yeah, a board game pot lounge would be really well, fun. That,
1: yeah. That's something that would take me... Uh, th- like that would make me want to spend that extra bit of money for... Because I'm sure there'll be a bit of a premium buying small quantities at a lounge versus... Uh, what you get at a dispensary just like at a bar, you go to the grocery store. The alcohol is cheaper. Yeah, beer.
2: it's not like buying a, you know, you buy. Yeah, exactly. You buy a two dollar. You can buy a two dollar beer at the corner store. That's going to cost you five dollars at a bar. Yeah. So yeah you yeah. pay for
1: the environment, and if the environment yeah. has games that I don't have to invest in too, that's great. It's a good social experience. Yeah. As long as there's good lighting, you guys, colored lighting. Don't 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 cheap out on the lighting when you make here.
0: Yeah, psychedelic out there. cat tapestries all over the walls. I'm into it. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Kella Bobella. Popping yeah, in. Yeah, sh- uh, uh, uh.
0: All right. All right. Enough of the pot lounges. All right. So this researcher from Oxford University says that having to wake up and go to work before 10 o'clock in the morning is one of the most common forms of torture. Agreed. Yeah. And basically the idea is that like our work society is contrary to our natural circadian rhythms in general um starting from a very early age like kids going to school and stuff uh kids shouldn't be waking up that early that's been studied quite a bit um and like high schoolers and all you know so i would agree yeah waking up and having to go to work at before 10 a.m is torture
2: I've worked bank hour jobs before in my life. And I mean, keep in mind, I've been mostly just booking concerts and I've essentially been mostly self-employed since I was 19. But when I've worked regular day jobs that were office hours, I could just never get used to it. I mean, like the entire time I'd be doing it, I mean, I would tough it out and I'd do it. But I mean, I would be chugging coffee nonstop in the morning. I'd be chugging soda all afternoon, just trying to stay awake because it just was not how I functioned. When I went to work for Amazon for three years, I was working nights. And after the first week, I was acclimated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm in that pocket too. Yeah, and some people just are just like some,
0: and there are like some people are just like night owls, and that's just the way your brain and body are wired. Like I'll drag ass all through the day, and then as soon as it's like six, seven o'clock, I'm like up, and, and we'll stay up for you know rest of the night. But uh, yeah, so thanks, uh, thanks capitalism for torturing us all forever. Good times, yeah.
1: <laughs> that noise cut off your last word. Sorry. <laughs> It's all right. I timed it perfectly poorly. I'm still learning, you guys. If you want to support learning and growing, tell your friends also.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, this guy. This fucking dude. All right. So some YouTuber, I don't know if he's like a YouTube, oh, a YouTube wannabe one. celebrity guy, uh, apparently cemented his head inside a microwave.
1: Yeah, if in in the interest of truth, it was polyfill. Do you guys know polyfill. what polyfill is? It's Nothing like a, with them. it's a stuff that goes in a bag. Uh, it's in a plastic bag, and you put it in a shipping box. And I think when it's exposed to oxygen, or or it sprays out of a can, something like that. But it expands. I think they probably sprayed it out of a can is like a common way to do it. So, like uh, I I don't know if this is exactly how they did it. It's how you usually use polyfills. You put your object in the box. And you, there's like a you put an empty plastic bag in there and you spray it the polyfill into the plastic bag and it conforms, it expands and conforms and fills in the inside, which it did around this guy's head in this microwave.
0: Yeah, and he had a uh, he had a, like a a breathing tube because he thought that, but the stuff just expanded and crimped the breathing tube.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound very well thought out. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like I mean, obviously this person's not very bright, but that yeah. being said there's a part of me that kind of blames stuff like this on YouTube itself because they've changed the algorithms now on YouTube to a point where you really pretty much have to either like talk about other YouTubers drama or do something really stupid to hurt yourself in order to get views. Like, because because that's what the algorithms attract and it's, I mean, I feel like YouTube's gotten to the point now where it's almost like, you know, like with banks, they talk about too big to fail. Mm. I feel like companies like Facebook and YouTube are too big to care, like their attitude is, well, we don't care because we got advertisers. The problem is when people get tired of it and leave, then there's no one to advertise to. I mean, I think YouTube honestly is the next MySpace, they just don't know it yet.
1: Well, Devil's Advocate, they some of the things snuck up on them, like the issue with the pedophile comment ring, they weren't policing comments, they just assumed that, Comments were like they didn't see that as a thing and had to act pretty quickly on that. And what they're trying to do now, I feel like uh, YouTube's biggest struggle right now is uh, with the copyright striking issue because they have a stopgap measure in place to protect copyrights to stay cool with their investors and uh, advertisers. But it's really dangerous to the community because people are copyright striking things and taking huge amount of money from creators that aren't being properly vetted. These strikes aren't being vetted to to show that they're actually warranted. It's almost killing fair use in reaction videos. And what you were saying about what people have to do to get attention on YouTube, I feel is kind of more of a feedback loop than the only way. I think there's still uh, room in YouTube for people to earn subscribers, Uh, through more innocent things like collabing with larger YouTubes that are in the same pockets and really being strong in a genre or in a certain community but people are trying to get this, uh, just like what happened with the music industry, what happened with reality TV, they're trying to get a broad audience for a briefer amount of time, uh, like singles in the 50s, where you just you can put out these candy tunes that are really catchy and get stuck in your head right away, but you get sick of them quicker too. So people are putting out this comment, content that it's viral quickly, but it doesn't last for them. And that's something that people need to learn and relearn on any platform. That's
2: a very valid argument. I mean, like um, with PewDiePie, for example, like I could go back and watch his gaming videos mm. over and over again because they're entertaining. His recent content, I might watch the video once. I'm probably not going to watch it again.
1: But uh, on that note, good news is like that. There's uh, like another Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't think I'd re-listen to any of them. But they're really good once, and they're continually coming out. And it's almost like a journalism niche, this meme review stuff. Because I really like it, but like you said, it's not very rewatchable. But if he's continuously outputting it, then it's appropriate. I don't mind continuously consuming. I actually prefer that because I don't rewatch content much to begin with. Yeah, I think so. I, it fits me.
2: I think, and you know, and that's a very valid. That's also a super valid point. I think a lot of times, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to how people want to consume entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a lot of people who want, you know, that insta gratification. You know, you know. Pop culture, you know, boom, boom, rapid fire form, and yeah. that's totally fine. You've also got people who, you know, grow up really passionate about certain specific things, whether it's a certain genre of music or a certain you know company that makes entertainment. And you know, they'll go back and rewatch and relive yeah. those things or re-listen yeah. to those things over and over again. Um, and, and you know and that that may even also be kind of a generational thing. that may be, I mean, when I talk when I talk to kids now about what they want out of entertainment, most of them don't really care about having a wall of stuff. Like they don't care about having a wall of knickknacks and bric-a-brac in their in their room. They just care about having access. They don't really care about having a bunch of stuff. They just want to be able to go in, enjoy the things they enjoy, and get out. And supposedly,
1: yeah. in the long term, that's better for the economy because a lot of people were afraid. Um, a, a lot of people uh, in capitalist mindsets were afraid of this new generation appreciating experiences rather than buying objects, but it turns out there's a lot of money to be made with experiences, not just in subscriptions and copyrighted content but also in travel and stuff like that, so more uh, thoughtful economists are seeing this as just better for humanity and psychology in general, they're saying, okay, the psychologists say that's better for happy life people are happier, they're living longer, they're going to work better, make more money and spend it on different, different sectors of the economy Economy. it'll be better for everybody.
2: That's super valid. I mean, who, who I mean if you if you look at your own personal circle of friends, who would you say in your life is generally in a better mood most of the time? The people who don't travel or go to big events because they're basically spending all of their money on a nice house or a nice car or nice tech or the people who maybe have like maybe don't have like the newest iPhone or maybe don't have a new car but you know if they want to take a trip to New York or they want to you know go to the beach for a weekend they can do it because they have that option. And you know and obviously you know finances play a huge factor into it and in people's work schedules and everything but Yeah, totally. I, I think that you know what I've noticed definitely is the a, a perfect example of this is when I worked at Amazon. The people I knew at Amazon who were the most productive and the happiest were the people who, you know, basically spent their free time, you know, traveling. Like, I had a buddy who worked there who, you know, on a weekend he might go to Atlanta or he might go to Chicago or he might go to San Francisco for the weekend. And he was always productive, always in a good mood. The people I knew were basically every dime they made was going into a car note or going into, you know, like, you know, you know, paying off the Jumbotron they had just bought. <laughs> they were the ones who were always in a crappy mood and not wanting to work.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. So. Another note on formats on YouTube, I feel like uh, there people can have a diversity of taste across generations to where both young people and old people can also still appreciate videos that take longer for the creator to create uh, and are more produced but more timeless or, or more historical. Like a good example would be Cold Fusion or Veritasium or any of the science video channels that um, will have like a good week that goes by before they post. But when they do, it's something that they really put time into as something that's like a valuable reference. Some of a my real uh, article,
2: some of my favorite YouTubers are people like Frederick Nudsen from down the rabbit hole who maybe posts like a video a month. Tops. Awesome. Example. But it'll be like, but it'll be like yeah. a 30 minute, 60 minute, epic like deep dive. Like his newest video is about, um, the, uh, the the hurdy gurdy the uh, you know Uh the instrument from like The Witcher and stuff yeah and I mean Hmm. it was one of those things where I mean I'd always heard that tone in movies and stuff over the years but I I never knew what exactly made it and he just he owns one so the first ten minutes of the video is him showing you how it works playing it and then explaining the history of it and Hmm. that's the sort of video that I will just put on while I'm you know making dinner or smoking a joint or whatever Yeah, yeah because you know those are the sort of things that I find very very entertaining
1: Wang Tales from the Internet is another one. Uh, that you can look up that's that's just like that one you mentioned channel-wise as far as going deep on on stuff.
2: Definitely, uh, Salmonella Academy is another one I really enjoy for that reason. He does maybe like a video every few weeks, but basically it'll be like a history video, but he makes the entire video on paint. Oh, so it's oh, fun. super funny. That's awesome. Yeah, oh. so it'll be like a paint drawings of like, you know, he'll do like a thing about like the history of like Terrare, the guy who literally could eat in everything and anything. And, you know, and it's like...
1: <laughs> the you know, guy that ate the airplane?
2: Uh, he's the one who uh, basically back in World War II, they just couldn't figure out like why he couldn't stop eating stuff. Like the guy ate a full like live eel at one point. Which <laughs> oh. if you've ever seen the skeleton of an eel, that is not something you want to swallow. Hold yeah, on. yeah. Oh, man. Man.
1: I think about eel skeletons terrifyingly often. So you guys, uh, let's chug some news. Cause man, there's some juicy ones still remaining.
0: Yeah. So, all right, we'll jump into this one. So I'm sure everyone knows about the, uh, Australian box of jellyfish.
1: Yeah. We talk about it a lot. Yes. Yeah, <laughs>
0: one of the, one of the most venomous creatures on planet earth. Uh, a single jellyfish carries enough venom to kill more than 60 people if it you know stung them all enough. Or you could extract the venom yourself and use it to kill 60 people if you were so inclined, but don't do that. Um, but anyway, terrible. If you ever get stung, uh, you're probably going to be in trouble. But they developed an antidote, um, finally, but the way they, they did it using genome editing... Uh, in some like sciencey way, but they just kept like applying this venom to um, human cells and then just like switching off certain genes. And they just like went down the line and kept doing this over and over. And they finally found that's fascinating. Um, like a gene that actually stopped the action of the venom on the skin. So like if you get stung, you can apply this and it'll stop the burning. It
1: uh, would have to be a vaccine, though, because vo- vox jellies can kill like, you within it, minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it would have. I mean, you'd have to uh, get it quick. But I mean, I would imagine like on beaches where yeah. They, now, what if you
2: playing. gave the jellyfish meth? <laughs>
0: oh man, not even, not even Swim going. swimming all fast. Yo, Stinging <laughs> everyone.
1: Oh man. Yeah, but it it's all top, zits the ocean it. floor
2: is just like spotless. Its teeth <laughs> fall
1: out. Its tentacles There's like falling no off. fish
2: left in the ocean. It <laughs> yep. just kills all of them. Man. But no, yeah. No, you
1: guys think it'll be all efficient. It'll it'll kill a few fish, and then all its tentacles will just rot off. And starts start. building robots. Yeah, it's not going to be that well thought out. No, you guys, robots constructed or designed by someone on meth are not well organized. <laughs> How robots. do you know? Because like disorganized thought is such a stronger side effect than the the like energy or increased willpower side effect. Very like true. The, the more that you're able to get done on meth. The worse it's done. <laughs> like the more you think you're gonna clean your house, the more you're gonna like lose objects or put things underneath other things that crush yeah, them. Yeah, you're just gonna
0: <laughs> clean a lot of things in your house. Really shitty. Yeah, yeah.
1: you're gonna lose things. Disorganized thought though. Like you're gonna, like, put arms coming out of where the head should be. Some whacked out robots, you guys. Robots whacked des- out
2: robot sounds like a really weird ska band.
1: <laughs> <laughs> robots designed on meth are not good robots. That's my takeaway for That's you That's the quote of the day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the quote of the week. That's right. right. Take nice. that home. So, all right. Let's let's uh, let's dive into the old commercial chug a couple minutes early here and just get it get it on out of the way.
1: Get it on out of the
5: way. My list. All right. Commercial talk. Hey everybody, Crazy Jay from the Rockin' Comedy Show. There's a lot of talk right now about new year, new you. What about new you, old car that needs to look new? If you've been listening to Radio for the past couple of months, then you know all about Angel Wax and how amazing this product really is. We've been telling you about it, people have been buying it, and it's only gonna get better. So what do I mean by that? How about Tommy Davis, the man behind Angel Wax? He's getting ready to start an invasion an invasion you're gonna want to be a part of this is where they're gonna travel across the country doing public hands-on demos and they're gonna bring the brand out to more people in the public eye and more people are gonna know about it that means more beautiful looking cars on the road angel wax check it out online check them out on facebook order yours today mention radiovegas.rocks you're not gonna be disappointed if you're a car buff who loves to spend the weekend or a lot of time detailing your car. You need to get all products from Angel Wax and you need to order them today.
1: Yeah! Woo woo! Commercial check time, get yeah, 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 it in learning. You guys love tacos? I do. Yes. I do. Okay, right? Yeah. Love tacos. That's my spirit animal. I don't care what gender you are or, you know, we just, we love tacos, right? Sexually sexually identifies a taco.
4: Yes. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, you know, Sweet. since we all love tacos, we all need to know about Pinjays Tacos. And do you know where it's at? It's 9205 West Russell Road. It's an awesome place for lunch, dinner, or both. <laughs> Here at RadioVegas.rocks, we love this place so much that if you mention us
1: and order a blood orange margarita They will give you a free gringo taco. What? Free gringo taco? Yes, that's right. That's what I said. And you know what else? It's like, okay, you're like, well I don't really feel like driving over there. They have two locations, bruh, two fucking locations. But you need to get in on this deal. You must visit the Russell location. I mean, yeah, that's where you gotta go for the free gringo tacos. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you're just like,
4: I don't have gas for that, but I have money for tacos, just go to the other one. But yeah, Pinches Tacos, cause who else doesn't love tacos, man?
1: Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, Dude Wipes has a new deodorant battery, new deodorant battery spray. (laughs) No, for reals though. It's a body spray to put on your body, and it's made by Dude Wipes. And this Chi-Town Night situation, it's like a really pleasant odor. We were spraying it all over each other last week, and we were glad about it later. I I felt sexy. I don't know. About the people around me, I think, felt like I was sexier Dude Wipes.
2: I will say this. I really, really like that spray because um, the other day I tried some, and You know how like most body sprays just have that immediate like overpowering like mushroom cloud effect. Oh cloud. yeah this isn't yeah. like that yeah. That's way yeah. it, it's way more subtle. It's just like clean and yeah. it just yeah it's just like a nice clean straight scent and I it, really like that. It it's feels
1: awesome. like it's pulling stink out of the air more than adding too much of its own.
2: Pretty much I mean like I mean I think everybody remembers like at least like our generation remembers like you know when Axe first came out Oh yeah. and like <laughs> you know like sophomore year of high school you're walking like you know to class and all of a sudden like you'd have like a group of like four or five like Axe bros walking towards you and it'd be like just this cloud of like <laughs> napalm and pheromones coming at you like right of the Valkyries <laughs> it was horrible it yeah. wasn't
1: like the commercials where a bunch of chicks were stuck to them or anything they no no it.
2: no nothing like that
1: just ambient dirt only was stuck to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is not Axe body spray the 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 non-Axe alternative
2: no dude makes great stuff Uh the wipes these they make really awesome stuff dude wipes really wipe, cool your, dude. Dude wipe your dude
0: dude
4: wipes wipe your dude you know what, I don't like those energy drinks that make you all of a sudden talk like this. That's why you need to try all-natural Zip Fizz. Drop a little Zip Fizz in that H2O, you're ready to go. Up to Mount Charleston, maybe hit the craft tables, who knows. It'll help you get through that 9-to-5 day. Just visit ZipFizz.com and use the promo code RadioVegas.rocks. Zip Fizz, zipping and fizzin', fizzin' while you're
1: zipping, and fizzy while you're zippy.
4: I think uh- It's back <laughs> The triumphant return of the Zoe Bowie Karaoke Contest Brought to you by Zip Fizz, All natural energy With a grand prize of singing your favorite song On stage live with Zoe Bowie and his band It's the Zoe Bowie Karaoke Contest For more details, listen to the Rockin' Comedy Show Or visit rockincomedyshow.com. And keep it right here On the station that sings with Zoe Bowie Real Vegas done Rocks It's back! The triumphant return of a Zoe Bowie karaoke contest, (laughs) brought to you by Zipfizz All Natural.
1: Loop. (laughs) It's that loop button, you guys. This is what season four is about. uh, Because there was part of season three where we just kind of coasted along, having everything just work okay. But that's not how you grow. It's true. We well, want little lights and buttons to be wrong sometimes because they're new and fresh, and zesty. And also, zip fizz is really good. Anyway, we're back. This is Greasy Conversation, the talk show on Radio Vegas. Dot rocks, and we're back for news and gladness at you.
0: Yeah. All <laughs> right. The Indian Army claims to have found evidence of the Yeti, aka the abominable snowman, aka the winter Bigfoot. Um, so the
1: winter Bigfoot,
0: yeah. Uh, although their evidence isn't really that strong, it's just like a bunch of like large prints in the snow, and like a single file. So it looks like there's just like one print. After another, not like two, like you would see from a biped. <laughs> uh, it turns out it's most likely just a bear that lives in the area. And when they walk on all fours, they yeah they, they step like that. There's so. hella
1: bears that walk on two legs, you guys. Yeah. And then when they <laughs> walk on actually four legs, weird. it's just
0: one, one track. So unfortunately...
1: Sometimes the bears conga and they put their four paws that resemble our front arms, our front arms, on the hips of the bear in front of them. And then the bear in front of that puts its paws... Uh, rest them on the hips and and we have a conga line and through the forest
0: yeah so it could be like 50 bears just marching just conga like line like a it, centipede would, of fur and you would just think it was one single yeti <laughs> it's
2: kind of like in the boondock saints when he thinks there was like this giant firefight, but it was just one dude with a bunch of guns <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah. oh
1: man oh you said boondock saints i was thinking of the boondocks
2: um that's initially what i thought too. <laughs> oh yeah well the boondocks is way better than the boondock saints so i'm yeah. okay with that <laughs> There so,
0: was a firefight.
1: There was this one that these two gangsters were like committing crimes, and one of them just kept talking about the difference between known unknowns and unknown unknowns, was just going like deep <laughs> philosophical.
0: Yeah, wasn't that like uh, like that, super that? intellectual? No, because that was stuff. like a political. Would like it was either Carl Rove or Dick Cheney, like leading up to the. Uh, Iraq war they were talking you know about unknown unknowns yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so it was like a rip off of that I think
1: oh that that puts it in some context because it, it was like really heady for them to be talking about yeah. like, criminally criminal-esque you guys all right, so we, you I, th- I still
0: think there should be because there's like all the ghost hunter shows which are entertaining up to a point and they never have nor will I mean I don't want to say they never will but Uh, that's where my money's at we're never gonna find a ghost (laughs) but i mean we're all like the bigfoot hunter shows that's what i want to see man
1: you know when we'll find a ghost check this out just to devil devil's advocate everything if there's one place that we'll find a ghost it'll be like in another dimension because we're just now finding yeah
2: (laughs) do it the ghost dimension (laughs)
1: I saw it in your eyes. That was gonna happen. It had to occur. This is right. This is this is broadcast journalism right here. So if you take the fundamental particles smaller yet than protons and neutrons, the quarks, and you separate them, another one like pops in out of seemingly nowhere to be the buddy to the one that you separated, and it stand to reason that it might just be Be pulled from the other side of a boundary between two dimensions, kind of like uh, when you project an image from a projector onto a screen. um, It's you're you're not seeing any. It's just a uh, it's projected onto that boundary layer. So if something's pulled from the other side of a boundary, it just seems to pop into existence for us if we're just projected on this boundary, but in three dimensions. Um, Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that
2: is probably where ghosts live.
1: In my wow. head, it was way spookier the way I've been picturing this dimension. Yeah, I was going
2: to say, I was like, this started out really spooky and it kind of just turned into a math lesson. But I'm <laughs> okay with
1: it. That's the thing you make. Spooky it. math. We're like, okay, where were the ghosts? Oh, they were in the math. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the we don't, that ghost math. We're myth. just going to like two years from now, we're going to be like, yeah, well, ghosts are a thing. Just take it for granted. Like, oh, sorry. I made fun of you about ghosts since the math proved that there's ghosts. Since yeah. The, is that ghost math? So, but you've still never
2: actually recorded a ghost, all right? Yeah. Get over it. You're never going <laughs> ghost to... Ghost math sounds like a really pretentious indie hipster band. <laughs> I really think it's actually a band.
1: I think I've heard them before. You guys... Ghost get... math? Ghost math. Check them out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. This one... I guess this is kind of cool. I actually thought it was like a, a new species of snake they found with a third eye.
1: Oh, I know. I wish there was more. It didn't live long either. In the, oh. in the middle of
0: its head, it had like a, a vertical eye and it was just a... a it's cute as deformed snake. It's
1: cute AF. Check it, it out. It was
0: that. It was that Buddha snake.
1: This snake uh, was very.
0: Uh, Whoa! Cool.
1: Like this snake was on acid its whole life, just yeah. seeing everything. It
0: was just on that next level. Be
1: <laughs> yeah, be good too, Bobby. Leave, I'll see you next
0: time. Yes,
2: I'll allow it. It's like the old <laughs> meme: brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? All. <laughs> <laughs> It's the snake of truth.
1: What if this is like how snakes are going to be oh, so much? This
2: is the next evolution of snake.
1: Because <laughs> look, these two side eyes look like they're aimed more downward. So nothing's sneaking up on this guy from below and nothing sn- snuck up on from the side, but all that stuff sneaking up on his ancestors from above that's over. And they do have a light receptor on the, their head, but it's not where that eye is. It's further back. That eye looks like there was a, like a rotation. At the nose axis, because the the way this part folds here, mm-hmm. but they said for sure it's not two, like a two-headed snake that formed one head on top of the other. I
0: think yeah, it's it was like some a, weird like uh just. It's a little skull bit off. Yeah,
1: the eyes kind of lined up with one nostril and not the other, so I think it's like this rotation of the instructions on where to put an eye in the jeans.
0: But he does look. Looks kind of badass, like he, yeah. sh- he should... Uh, he
2: looks like our buddy. He looks like someone that like Bran would like power nap into while there's a big fight going on. <laughs> He's probably the keeper of the ghost dimension. Probably.
0: Guessing.
1: Yeah, that's a ghost dimension animal all day. When we die, we get to look like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Can't wait to die. <laughs> Hooray.
2: <laughs> Go forth and die with honor. <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right. Apparently, Switzerland makes it illegal to own just one guinea pig because they get lonely. So if you, ha- if you want to get a guinea pig, those cute little fuzzy
2: guys, you have to get two.
1: This is really sad. I had a guinea pig that was by itself. I didn't realize it was that lonely. Um,
2: if I were a pet store in that country, I would be like, okay. And according to the laws of supply and demand, the price yeah. of guinea pigs has just quintupled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Volume.
1: Yeah. We well, definitely have to sell them in two packs.
2: Yeah,
0: they're cool, little, they're cool little critters. They're hella smart, and they'll love you forever. So get two of them.
1: Don't feed them too many carrots, because they'll keep asking yeah. for carrots. They'll squeak about them, but it's too much sugar, it turns out.
2: And don't yeah. feed them after midnight.
1: Yeah, then they turn into these gremlin things, and they roll into this big ball, and the ball rolls over your house, and it kills all your neighbors. So don't do that. I think wrong. that
0: was critters. <laughs> but uh, same, also, same. also a classic horror flick. Who would win in a fight, the critters or the gremlins?
2: Critters, hands down, man.
1: Yeah.
0: They seem like
2: a lot meaner oh man Crit, dude
0: you can't
1: mess with that ball that death ball no. situation.
2: yeah that gremlin the critter death ball situation plus there were scary. like
0: there were like four or five critters movies maybe six i don't remember but i just know at like one point i think it's like critters three or four or some shit there's just like giant critters they're like taller than a man and it's terrifying but uh those movies were nightmare fuel for me as a kid man but i i couldn't not watch movies like that as a kid. I,
2: don't know I remember the first one actually being like pretty campy but pretty fun. Especially like the the like super like eighties Rockers aliens that showed up to like the bowling alley to fucking yeah, fight. Yeah, the they're critters. like, they're that was like space, awesome. space Bounty Hunters or something yeah, that lost totally. the
0: critter. Yeah it's it was ridiculous, but uh no they're they're classic like campy eighties horror flicks. They're, I feel like that's fun. one of those
2: movies that's gonna eventually get rebooted in a horrible way. Oh god. I will I will maim people for that.
1: You guys, I'm really sad, but we're getting low on time. And can I just talk about the two space things that, like clump together really yeah, quickly? Yeah. So yeah. one, I just want you all to know that we found an asteroid or a meteorite and deep inside it, we found some dust. And this dust we discovered was from an ancient star. And it turns out what makes ancient star dust special compared to other atoms of whatever you'd find here is you have this atom of carbon that is an isotope that basically is like hella carbon. So there's like super dense carboniness to it and also hella oxygen. So if more of this dust came from these ancient star explosions in meteors like this and hit Earth, it would give Earth extra oxygen and extra carbon. Us being carbon-based and full of uh, oxygen and also us needing a ton of oxygen to get with all the hydrogen that like hydrogen is like that one dot Lego you know you can use it for like whatever you can build everything on hydrogen so you get that hydrogen you get that precious oxygen just all over this planet and you get us possible so
2: so it's almost like that meteorite almost is like a little miniature like life spawning powder keg that could theoretically run and smash into a planet and kind of kickstart things well
1: it's such a small amount of dust in this particular meteorite it's more of a proof of concept it just shows that it's possible for this ancient stardust that's really rich in carbon and oxygen to have hit the Earth a ton if we can still find it hitting the Earth today.
2: That's fascinating.
1: Yeah. So that's encouraging as far as backing up stuff we think is going on. And the next thing. Oh, I, re- a-
2: I
0: want to make an- this meteorite was found in Antarctica. Oh, a tidbit, which is kind of cool. That's, That's an real, important note,
1: because who else could be waiting there? I do Arctic Antica with yeah. us, like, waiting for us.
0: Yetis. Yeah. On meth. Asteroid Yetis. <laughs> the thing. Oh, God. Classic.
1: Oh, man. Samsung commercials in space trying to show you this <laughs> other thing. Oh, the other thing is that uh, pretending that the world is about to end. It's a drill. It's like a fire drill. But instead of a fire, it's like an apocalypse rock coming to earth. We're playing this board game. This is something we reported on, uh, way back. Another episode that the, the secret service, no, the, the, the spies, the American spies, what is CIA. Name? Thank you. They have these tabletop games with cards and stuff that you play and flip and they simulate like world catastrophe things. And there's a similar one that's now been made for like an asteroid blow up event thing. And so that there's there's this actual conference preparing for the world to end.
0: Yeah, like NASA and FEMA are working together, um, in these like hypothetical scenarios, to like calculate like what would happen if an asteroid, like a large asteroid, like hit New York. Uh, What would the fallout be like? Probably catastrophic.
2: (laughs) I can't imagine. FEMA and this current administration being able to no, do no, anything no. in a situation like this. I just, <clears throat> my faith is very low. What's really yeah.
1: cool though, is we've got the space agencies that can make and deploy <laughs> explody stuff involved worldwide. And if you follow the live link that's in our news doc, just go to the website, greasy and check out this article. There's a link to our news doc and there's a link to uh, the actual official like government blog of this and in real time, they're talking about how this game is going. And so far, when I checked it, I think it was late last night, early this morning, there there was something launched that fragmented the asteroid. And now they've got to deal with the fragments that are still going to fly to Earth. So they might have to launch something else to blow those up. And it was some kind of uh, ballistic, they called it like a kinetic impact, something like that. So really cool space language if you're into what we'd actually do and what we'd actually launch. To deal with this kind of thing, there's uh, a hypothetical game going on about it with great detail. It's really a trip.
0: I think they should just go, you know, get the uh, guys from the oil rig, fly them up there. Just the classic. I mean, it
2: worked that one time before. True. <laughs> so.
1: So it's like a drill, but we're not going to send drillers this This time. is why
2: it's happening again because we never brought back eight track tapes like we promised.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Have you guys ever tried? Have you ever tried to use an A-track tape?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: It doesn't like work well. <laughs> they don't like play the music
2: right. Well, you can't <laughs> stick it in a CD player, dude. <laughs> no,
1: but I mean, unless you can buy rubber belts like new ones, it's all warbly and stuff. And you put the new rubber belts in, and the motor's all warbly. And you replace all the capacitors, and it stills all like, pretty warbly.
2: Yeah, whatever, all you naysayers. I'll be hanging out with my uh, sweet uh, eight track and laserdisc collection.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You put those together, like just because they're both rejects. Meanwhile, laser discs are like way better.
2: Except you're moving like, like scales. When their powers combine, they are double <laughs> dragon. I used to like
0: my parent. My grandparents had a, a laserdisc when I was a kid. I used to love that thing, man. Just like the putting it in and then like it doesn't pull it out, so you have to do it like two or three times because it's not a. So. <laughs> the little yeah there's like polar. a
1: cartridge and the disc had kind to of get pulled out of the cartridge
0: yeah you have to slide the whole like sleeve in there and then i hope it <laughs> hope it catches and you can pull the sleeve out and you like check it like oh
1: so lasers involved but then a whole bunch of mechanical moving parts still
2: they uh it's funny last time i was at zia records um they uh, had like an entire section of laser discs including a bunch of like star trek the next generation oh. episodes and i was so tempted to buy them just what? that's a wall
1: hanger though that's a cool wall On piece laser
2: disc, right wow that's crazy.
1: All right, so what are our, what are GCS news is to not leave behind?
0: Well, I got this one it's co- all the we, we have dark news left.
1: All right. Darken it up, we'll find something light at the tail end. Yeah, so Well, w- well, let's be careful. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I mean it's it it's just kind of so this dude like his daughter passed and uh, you know, he thought he was donating her body to science. Okay, as
1: this she, is at least funny dark. Yeah.
0: Sorry, as she requested. I think this is funny, but I didn't like I I read it but I forgot half of it. What so. what
1: happened was he donated his daughter's body to an organization that seemed like they did science, mm. but then a couple of years later they were busted for just black marketing the organs and stuff. So now he's trying to figure out where his daughter's remains ended up. That's but horrible. They're probably yeah. just in some Russian businessman. <laughs> oh god. Which is Jesus. beautiful. That that beautiful Russian businessman can live his beautiful oligarch life oligarch ended up sentencing other people to their deaths likely, and he can live on because of that beautiful contribution his daughter made.
2: Yeah, not a fan.
0: <laughs> this dude, hold on, this, this guy was a body broker because that's a thing. And he sounds his name is villainous. Arthur Rathburn. That's definitely like Bond villain. That name. sounds like
2: someone who sells body parts for cash on the black market. That yeah, definitely. name. Rathburn. Arthur too. Arthur Rathburn. Like I bet he has a fucking monocle that guy probably' is like a fluffy cat that he's like has on his lap all he's like you know cackling on into the night,
1: <laughs> so the they were given a bag of cream cremified remains uh from the creamery, and they don't believe that they're really hers because they don't think that she would have been cremated after harvested,
0: yeah, probably not,
1: so on that note, they're. Did you guys know what the this is hard to frame the beginning of this, but there's been two recent airplane crashes of the 737 Max by Boeing because of this system uh, that they didn't uh, tell people about enough that malfunctioned and this system that's makes the wing p- the airplane pitch up or down particularly pitch downward at the ground when it thinks it's stalling but it only listens to one of the sensors and it's notorious that that sensor that's what angle the airplane is aimed at uh fails and there's backup ones but this compensation system only used one of those so when it failed it took over and we switched the airplane to the backup ones it didn't switch this compensation system so it kept failing and there's been near accidents where people have had hella roller coaster rides with this airplane. And finally, after two of them crashed, uh, they've grounded it to fix the system. And The Verge goes on in an article we linked in our thing and uh, deep dive into the pile of mistakes and half acidry that led to this being rushed to market. It's just a classic example of rushing things to market um, to, to beat the French in their new Airbus. And now, uh, like about three four hundred people are dead between these two airplanes. And the the crash in Ethiopia was so gnarly, and the remains were so uh, imperceivable that all the families were given a bag of dirt from the nearby area.
0: That's like, terrible. Th- man. Th- do you Jesus think that would happen Christ. in America? Do
1: you think if a plane crashed in like Kansas, then there is nothing but. Uh, like uh, meteoric glass and uh, twisted metal, and everything organic had become carbon. If they would give each American person like a ziplock uh, of just like of just the dirt like, from that area, only in Ethiopia,
0: yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't put it past us either.
1: Like, here you go, at least there's dirt from the area. It's, well, especially because you can't expect the family to like fly to the impact site,
2: No. Nah. I'm no, pretty sure if Boeing too. is going to get the hell suit out of them <laughs> over That's, this.
1: It's in progress, and it's just
2: yeah. Someone needs to go to prison over that. I mean, if that got rushed through, I mean, well, you know, and this this all seems to come down to the same thing, which is that when you're a publicly traded company. At a certain point, your shareholders become more important than your yeah. actual customers. This is textbook. And at that. that point, your company is screwed.
1: It's absolutely the case where they are too. it was too important to grow, too important to not miss this sales, this competition opportunity, too important not to lose market share, than to have this thing uh, get a couple more months and get a couple more people oversee it and say, hey, this thing only relies on this one sensor. We'd never do it this way. You should at least be able to, like, pick which sensor or at least train people also that you turn this thing what the thing was called and how to turn it off when it started doing this
2: yeah i mean like at this point you know if you're uh, i mean this sort of thing would make me not want to trust any plane that boeing puts out anymore because if you don't care that much now the whole oh well, we're not going to do it again I, you know here's the thing it's one thing to go to a restaurant and get bad service and then have them write you back on yelp and say hey man we're sorry come back again and try us again That's one thing because here's the thing odds are unless I'm really allergic to something. If I go back to that restaurant a second time, I'm not going to die if they screw up again. Yeah, right with a plane. I'm not taking that chance, man. Yeah,
1: and Boeing's one of the safest companies to make anything and every flap on that plane has three separate hydraulic systems that can control it. You can rip out all the veins of two of those systems and still make the flaps move with the controls in that aircraft. Every sensor. There's redundantly three. Uh, even if both engines fail, there's a whole another generator to power the hydraulic pumps. Uh, there's everything is thoroughly redundant to even to at least glide that thing to the ground. But that doesn't work when there's this tacked-on system just to make the plane. Uh, according to their documentation, the system was only allowed to make. Uh, only had the authority, as they say, a small adjustment to pitch the nose slightly down when you pump the throttle because the, the engines are further forward. The main thing is they put bigger engines on it that are more efficient, and that makes the plane kind of tilt up extra when you, you stomp it. But uh, they gave this system way too much authority to where it can really pitch it down if it thinks it's hella about to stall, which is great to save the day in a stall, but you've got pilots in there that can tip that thing down to stall too.
0: Yeah, um, it seems like kind of unnecessary, I guess. But no, not to not this thing take about...
1: over and have the pilots not know why the plane is diving. And the Ethiopian one, the guy knew and turned the system off, but they were still having issues. It still didn't seem like it wanted to climb enough. Uh, so they thought, okay, maybe I'm wrong. And they turned it back on. And 15 seconds later, they're into the ground.
0: Jesus, that's terrible, man. Ugh, Just from that like moment
1: that. of doubt, like maybe I wasn't supposed to turn this off after all.
0: Yeah, man. I think it would just be better. I, I would think, like, pilots would be trained to handle, like, a stall situation.
1: Well, they, they especially are, but the controls couldn't take over that amount of authority on the trim. So uh, that device... Had too much authority to tilt the nose too far down because its sensor was telling it that the plane was aimed upwards, and so they couldn't counteract it with the with the levers and stuff with their own pulling it up. It yeah, was taking, too strong
2: to me. Like taking the choice away from the human operator yeah, is a big risk. Cause, like, because like, I mean, like it, it's the same reason why I'm really not sold on the self-driving car thing. Because here's my question: like, I mean, if we're gonna go into like you know Asimov's laws of robotics, for example, uh-huh. so. Let's say for the sake of argument, I'm riding in a self-driving car, and I'm going down at the speed limit, but a person pushing a stroller jaywalks in front of the car. Is the car going to, but let's say for this for the sake of argument, let's say I'm not wearing my Mm seatbelt. Is the car going to go to a full stop to avoid hitting the passenger, knowing full well there's a chance I'll go through the windshield? Or is the car going to keep going, figuring that that's the only way to keep me safe inside, But regardless of the consequences outside, like what if it's a self-driving car, what's its prime directive?
1: I can answer that actually where I think it's already going. I think the car is going to behave as if you've got your seatbelt buckled. And if you don't have your seatbelt buckled, you're going to get buckled seatbelt safety situations. And that's going to be on your liability and not their problem and not on their bottom line. And I think otherwise the car is going to generally decide to protect you, but protect a seatbelted you. And the way cars can even stop now, especially electric cars when you've got uh, regenerative and the traditional braking, that thing is just going to stop like you through the windshield style and that's on yeah. you. But if you're buckled, you should be good. Cause, or uh, it's not going to stop like airbag level and it's going to th- swerve thoughtfully. And I really think the idea that it's going to be like, oh, is it going to... Uh, do something to kill you or do something to kill a pedestrian, it's gonna kill the pedestrian instead of you every time, I think. It's gonna protect the passenger.
2: So, and that's the thing, you know, I'm. But I think it's gonna try to dodge a, the pedestrian and wreck the car, though. See, and that's the thing. I'm. My concern is you're gonna have so many issues. Like, so, okay, so. There's gonna be
1: wrecked cars yeah. from dodging pedestrians and people fucking with cars for sure. Yeah, you
2: know, you have people dodging, dodge a pedestrian, the car dodges the pedestrian, and runs through a pole. pedestrian's jumping
1: in and, front of them and, to and, get people to wreck. And here's too. the thing
2: if I'm wearing my seatbelt and I'm riding in an automated car. If I'm wearing my seatbelt and I'm following the law and the car veers to avoid hitting someone, on the one hand, yeah, I'm glad I didn't hit somebody. On the Uh, other hand, if I get hurt because of that, I'm suing. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: But you've got to sue that person because if you were the driver, you're legally obligated to swerve and crash your car rather than hit the pedestrian. Otherwise, you're going to at least have But if have I'm not the driver, if Uber
2: Uber's the driver, then yeah. wouldn't Uber be the one at fault? Not me. I mean, if I'm, I mean, if I'm just simply the customer paying <laughs> Uber to take me somewhere and that route happens to take me into a situation where I'm It would I'm be injured. on their
1: insurance to handle. It wouldn't be your insurance uh, that would have to deal with that case. But there would be a case there. But I think the liability on that case would end up on the pedestrian if they failed to yield or they're jaywalked or something. It's one of those things. But you'd know where the violation was way better when the car is covered in cameras. My
2: worry is going to be what happens the first time one of these self-driving cars runs a red light and hits somebody. It'll it'll, it'll
1: be the first time there's a red light covered in snow.
2: And simply telling me, oh, well, it's not going to do that when we've got, you know, planes that seem to want to self-dive themselves into the ground. I have a hard time believing that. This plane,
1: this plane was, it had a system added to it that was rushed and poorly designed. If you have a properly designed self-driving car and it knows the status of the lights, even if they're not visible, because if the city cooperates, there's already infrastructure in Las Vegas. And that's one of the the few places in the country where if you have an Audi or a few other cars, the car talks to the lights and knows if you're coming up on a red or green light, even if all the lights were blocked by snow or something. And that will be in self-driving cars if cities participate before they're launched.
2: That'll be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I mean, I'm interested to see where the technology goes, but it's also one of the things where I look at it from the perspective of, you know, I'm looking at it, not, not from some sort of like future shock perspective of being paranoid, but really just more the perspective of, you know, I'm interested in the questions as much as I am in the answers. Boy,
1: me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we should um, let you know, I'll ask you if you've got any final plugs before we tie the bow around her.
2: Sure. Uh, really quick, just want to say uh, thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. I oh, appreciate back you, man. Uh, you can catch my show on RadioVegas, uh, dot rock. So Wednesdays from 6 to 9 p.m. each week Pacific time. Um, it's the Pulsar Radio Show, and I play a mix of new and upcoming alternative punk, metal, indie rock, and hardcore bands. Kind of do a deep dive approach, really introduce you to the bands. Um, it's definitely, you know... A little bit different from a lot of um, it's
1: good unique stuff it's rock but truly alternative the picks that you make that really uh push the boundaries of uh rock to places that aren't boring and are really unique ways of the same using the same instrumentation
2: i try to make it so that basically if you listen to the show completely cold you might hear a, you're going to hear bands that you've never heard before but they're going to be bands that you know are somewhat familiar in the sense of what they are. You know, you're not. You know, you're gonna you're gonna hear a band and be like, okay, this sounds like a band that could be on the radio. Yeah. Why aren't they?
1: Totally, yeah. Because you tend to pick tracks that I get stronger feels off of than something that's more paola and lacks heart. That stuff that really grabs you by the ribcage a little bit in that meaningful way.
2: Totally. And um, if I can get one last quick plug in. um, For sure. Definitely, uh, if you're looking for uh, great local music this weekend, uh, definitely check out uh, a couple of shows that are going on at 172 at the Rio. There's a really cool show there tonight with uh, Winter from L.A., which is a band I've featured on my show. They're playing with uh, locals' pet tigers and girls and wolves. Uh, Lizzy from Pet Tigers actually hosts um, the mixtape show here on Sundays. So if you want to catch out catch your band live, you can do that tonight at one seven two at the Rio for free. And then tomorrow night at 172, um, one of uh, one of your f- new favorite bands, a Marionette, will be playing. So
1: that's right. Check out the schedule at RadioVegas.rocks or on the app to find Lizzie's show on Sunday or Patrick's if you forgot where. And
0: that's it. It's that Get out of here. Time. Scamps scamper yourself
1: away